You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful metropolis of Orlando, Florida. That's right, in the backyard of Mickey Mouse himself. Thank you so much for taking time out to listen to this episode today. I am incredibly grateful for all of our listeners. This is episode 57, and we're going to be diving into a very important question, and that is, uh, how come Christians disagree on doctrine so much? Uh, This question actually was inspired by a guy by the name of Jacob. He left a comment on the website, uh, which you can do in the show notes of every single episode. He left a comment in response to episode 35. In that episode, I answered the question, why are there so many Christian denominations? At last count, there's over 40,000 different Christian denominations. And in that episode, I give kind of a mini history lesson to the evolution of the church. And I talk about uh, how we ended up where we are today. And I outline how most of the Christian denominations that exist today really have their roots uh, in the Reformation. That that was the era in which many of these denominations sprung up. In in his comments, uh, in, ep- in response to episode 35, Jacob asked two questions. The first was, if the Reformation brought up so many denominations, it seems like the Reformation ushered in an era of a lot of disunity. Uh, if the Reformation brought so much division in the church, how can we call it a good event in human history? I answered that question in our previous episode, episode 56. Highly encourage you to go check that out. The second question uh, that Jacob brought up is the question I'm going to answer here in this episode. And that is, how is it possible for so many Christians to have the same Holy Spirit, be praying to the same God, and reading the same Bible, end up with so many different opinions on doctrine? How is it possible that Christians can read the Bible and end up with vastly different doctrines? I'm going to give you three reasons why I believe this is the case. Number one, it's because people reading it in many cases are not actually Christians, right? You know, I think in some cases we have to understand that there are people that don't have the Holy Spirit inside of them. They're not really Christians. They're not really looking for a good answer. They're just reading the Bible and they're using their own secular ideology or their own flawed religious ideology and, and their own perspectives and their own experiences to interpret the scripture, which will lead to a very bad set of doctrines, a, a very false form of interpretation. And in some cases, I would actually believe that there are probably some people that, that have opened themselves up to some form of demonic influence or, or oppression in their life, and that the spirit leading them is not the Holy Spirit, but some other spirit. Right? They're reading the Bible, and they're interpreting some crazy doctrine, or they're, they're pulling out some truth that is just some wacky idea that's not true at all. But it's not because it's the Holy Spirit guiding them. It's not that they're reading it and they're just disagreeing and seeing different things. No, it's they have some evil spirit guiding them to where they are. I think that's the overarching reason in a lot of cases. The, the second reason I would say is because we are all incredibly biased and overly subjective. That all of us have incredible experiences in our lives um, as we've grown up and things we've gone through that jade us. And so we come to the scripture with our personal biases in hand and that ends up uh, kind of having a cloud over what we interpret. Everything we read in the scripture is in light of what we experience. And this isn't necessarily unique to theology, by the way. We see this in the world of science. Uh, there's a great uh, physicist and mathematician from the University of Oxford, a guy by the name of John Lennox. I have actually quoted him in previous episodes of the podcast. John Lennox talks about 
physicists coming to the facts and the evidence and looking at the exact same evidence and end up taking away vastly different conclusions and different perspectives. And so even in the world of science, you have scientists looking at the exact same evidence coming with different conclusions. And he says it's because people have personal biases and it's, it is impossible for human beings to divorce themselves from their own subjectivity, from their own biases. All of us are guilty of this, myself included. This is why it's so important that we have a community of people around us that we can dialogue and bounce ideas off. Because as we have dialogue and quality conversation, that can sort of expose some of the overwhelming biases that we have that we may not realize. This is the reason why, before I get on a podcast and talk about any topic, that I make sure it's a topic that I have thoroughly studied and have multiple conversations with other people, both the people that agree with me and people who disagree with me. Now, just because we recognize that we're biased and subjective doesn't mean that we can't have a strong opinion and be confident in that, all right? Rick Warren, a great pastor in California that I respect a lot, once said this. He said, it is not arrogant to believe that you are right. It is arrogant to never consider that you might be wrong. It's okay to say, listen, I've studied this. I've got a strong opinion. I'm sticking to it. However, it is appropriate to at least consider maybe I'm wrong. And there have been moments in my life where I had an opinion, a strong opinion on theology. I went back and studied it. I considered it. Maybe I'm wrong. And I came out on the other end realizing that my opinion has changed. Okay, I've been following Jesus for 20 years, and my theology has changed several times in, in a variety of ways, in a variety of areas of theology over the last 20 years. Listen, I know a lot more than I did 20 years ago. If my theology is not changing, I'm being extremely arrogant. If you've had no changes in your theology in your entire life, it's probably because you are very, very arrogant. The third reason I want to mention as to why I think there's so many different doctrinal beliefs and why it's possible for so many people to read the Bible and to end up getting vastly different perspectives and different theological positions is this. Quite frankly, there's mass ignorance amongst Western Christians in particular. Um, with all due respect, I, I mean this in, in the most sincere and the most loving way I possibly can say it. There are whole denominations and, and churches within certain circles and certain camps, and even their pastors and their church leaders that in a wide range of areas just don't know what the heck they're talking about. Just mass, mass ignorance. And I'll sit down with some of my, my Christian brethren and they'll they'll believe something and they'll, they'll be firmly believe it. And then I'll take them to the Bible and I'll point something out and they'll go, oh, I, I didn't know that was in there or, or oh, I didn't realize that. You have mass ignorance in our churches because most of our preachers don't actually exposit and teach the Bible. So the vast majority of Christians sitting in the pews on a Sunday morning don't actually hear quality gospel-centric exposition of the Bible. So of course many Christians are going to have different opinion because they're not actually reading or studying the scriptures. But many of our pastors and church leaders don't effectively study the scriptures. And this tragically leads to all sorts of bad theology and bad doctrine. Now, I will say this, that as we read the scripture, there are lots of areas where the Bible is not 100% clear. And I tell people all the time, don't seek to bring clarity where the Bible isn't clear. It's okay to say we don't know. And we always want to keep an open mind in a variety of areas, okay? There are only a few areas of doctrine where the Bible is absolutely clear, okay? Where the Bible is just overwhelmingly in your face, absolute. It's not, there's no nuance in the scripture, okay? Like we're talking about the gospel, the trinity, the deity of Christ, salvation through faith in Jesus, the resurrection, the virgin birth. Like, there, again, there, there's a handful of areas where the Bible is overwhelmingly clear 
And we call these closed-handed issues, right? These are the areas of theology that we know for sure. And what we find as we study most Christian denominations, in these few areas, we see very little disagreement. There's, there's great unity amongst most Christians in these areas. But the other areas, we call them open-handed areas of theology. That means we hold them with an open hand. We believe them, we're confident in them, but we recognize that maybe we're wrong. We recognize that maybe our version of it is not quite right. And I say, on the closed-handed area, we have unity with our brethren. And with the open-handed areas, we, we've got liberty to disagree. And that's okay. we got to remember, don't be arrogant in thinking that you've got it all right, because chances are you don't. And I know I don't have it all right. Chances are I've got it wrong in some areas. And it's really, really important that we don't be arrogant over that. And it's also really important that we don't allow friendships to be fractured over our disagreements in open-handed areas. This is really, really important. Lots of Christians just end up being just jerks and arguing and end up costing themselves friendships and relationships because they're arguing over open-handed areas. And I will tell you that I disagree with that that way of doing things. Listen, doctrine is extremely important to me, okay? This entire podcast is built on quality theology and good theology being taught. It's really, really important to me that we that we have quality doctrine being taught and preached in our churches. However, as important as that is, there are moments where we can have relationships and work with people that are different than us. I'm always amazed by so many Christians that don't even seem to be friends with people that disagree with them. And in my opinion, that is absurd. If you can't have quality friendships and work with people that disagree with you, then you are doing this Christianity thing all wrong. Okay. I'm a Calvinist, but I got friends that are Arminians. I got friends that are open theists. Like I've got friends that disagree with me and hear me. That's okay. Okay, listen, the Bible is in some areas is not as clear as we want it to be. Always remember that it is plausible that maybe you are wrong. We have to always be open-minded and know that in the open-handed areas of theology, it is plausible that we are wrong. Let's not be arrogant to believe that we have got it all figured out. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you have a question about this episode, or maybe I offended you and you, you want me to you want me to know it, uh, feel free to shoot me an email. It's heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. As always, our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm a son!